I promised on the last broadcast that I would go on to talk about the husband a bit more, evening things up here, of course, uh, you understand, you wives. I gave you your two uh, uh, broadcasts, now I'll have to spend two for the husband. Uh, actually, I think I'll spend three for the husband. How does that sound? Uh, okay, you husbands, I know you think that may be a little unfair, but I believe if we get the husband straightened away, we're not going to have much trouble with the wives, so we'll focus on the husband a little bit in this series. I'd like to turn for our thinking here for a little bit to 1 Peter 3, 7, as we talk about the husband. You say, 1 Peter 3, talk about husbands? I thought that had to do with wives, all about that business of being submissive to Husbands who don't uh, obey the word and uh, wives being chaste and respectful and what kind of stuff they're to wear and what they're to be like in their hearts, you know, gentle and quiet and all that sort of thing that we love to see our wives be and submissive like Sarah was to Abraham and all that kind of thing. Why are you turning to First Peter, First Peter 3 to talk about husbands? Because it goes on to talk about husbands in the seventh verse. You see, you fellows who have been looking at the first six verses and stopping all of your reading at that point, and you wives sometimes who stop right there, have missed one of the most crucial verses about husbands in all the Word of God. We dare not omit verse 7 because it has tremendous things to say to husbands, and so I want to spend some time looking at it. All right, if you got it now, 1 Peter 3, 7. Get your Bible open there, wives, mark it. Put a good star next to it and read it to your husbands when they come home tonight submissively. Okay, here we go. You husbands, likewise, live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker vessel since she is a woman. Now, all right, some of you uh, wives out there, you're beginning to, to just wonder a little bit about that weaker vessel thing, I gather, and uh, I heard some of you, uh, or could almost hear some of you in what you were saying there in response to uh, uh, that last phrase about being a weaker vessel, uh, as you thought about your husband, some of them being sort of Casper Milktoast-ish, and uh, you having to do all the hard labor around the house, and he's doing a little bit of work with... Uh, with a few papers that he shuffles all day long or something like that. We'll get to that uh, weaker vessel thing next broadcast, I promise you. So uh, not today, but uh, the next broadcast, we'll talk about that. So you hang on there, and you be sure that you tune in, and we'll talk about it then. But right now, it says, You husbands, likewise, live with your wives in an understanding way. Well, I can hear some of you husbands, too. You're saying an understanding way. You'll never understand a woman. Well, that's a little old cliche that we've heard so many times that we're almost sick and tired of hearing it. Uh, we've probably all repeated it at one time or another, that is, every man has. And uh, we all kind of snicker and laugh, and that's the end of the conversation when we repeat that little cliche, well, you'll never understand a woman. And we think that relieves us of the responsibility of doing so. You see, we've got to watch out for these cliches that we buy and that we continue to speak and use day by day because when we say something, we use our, our uh, language that we uh, speak for two purposes. We use language to inform others and speak to others, but we also use language to speak to ourselves. We may not be very persuasive when we speak to others, but we are most persuasive when we speak to ourselves. And you know, if we keep telling ourselves the same thing over and over and over again by simply saying it, even as we repeat it to others, and the cliche is precisely what that is, something we say over and over and others say over and over, we soon begin to believe those things. 
you know, it's some like one of these old cliches, these old sayings, like uh, somebody says, well, now you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and that's supposed to be the end of the discussion. In counseling sessions, when somebody tells me, an older person tells me, after I've been saying what the, what the Word of God says about his life and how he needs to change, oh, well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, I don't let it sit there. I smash that little cliche, I smash that thing, and I say to him, well, I don't know, I'm not an animal trainer. But I know one thing, you're not an old dog. You're a hum human being, a man who was created in the image of the living God, and that God says you can change, he explains how in this word, and you'd better change. So we need to smash those little old cliches, and here's one of them. You'll never understand a woman. I'll tell you, brother, you've got one woman you'd better understand. And that's your wife. That's what this verse says. Now, it doesn't say you have to understand 2 or 10 or 15. That might be more than any man's capacity. I don't know about that. But I know one thing. There's one woman you've got to spend the rest of your life understanding. If it takes you that long, you've got to learn to understand this woman, your wife, your woman. You are commanded to do so in this passage. The words literally in the Greek mean this. Husbands, live with your wives according to knowledge. That is, if you're going to understand her, you've got to know her. Now, there are a lot of husbands who spend their whole lives living with a woman under the same roof according to ignorance. But this passage says you've got to live with her according to knowledge. That means you've got to get to know your wife. You've got to learn to know her. How much do you really know about her? What do you know about her fears, her deep concerns, her really uh, wonderful joys, her anticipations, her aspirations, the things that disgust her most. Uh, what, what is it that makes your wife tick? Why does she do what she does? Why does she fail to do what you think she ought to do? You know, how much do you really know about this woman? Do you know her at all? You've got to live with her according to knowledge. Well, how are you going to get this knowledge? I often talk about this in a counseling session to somebody and uh, so one time I was talking to a salesman, and I said, uh, you know, how do you go out and, and sell a new client? Do you just walk into his office, don't know his name, no appointment, nothing about him? The guy said, you sure don't know anything about selling. I said, well, uh, what do you do? He said, well, I, I find out everything I can about him before I go in. I talk to my friends who know him. I find out whether he likes to play golf or whether he enjoys fishing and uh, so on and so on and so on. I study him. I research him. I'm a good salesman. I say, okay, that you're a good salesman, but how good a husband are you? You want to find out everything you can about that salesman just for some kind of a uh, temporary contact, a sale, maybe something that may last a few years, something not all that important really when it comes down to it. But here's the most important relationship that you sustain to any human being in all the world, the relationship to your wife and how much studying, how much research have you done of her. Research my wife? Yes, research your wife. Study my wife? Study your wife. That's what you need to do, husbands. You're going to live with her according to knowledge in an understanding way and understand her and understand what makes her tick. You're going to have to study her. And that takes time and that takes effort. And you know that. Any research you do for a client to sell him or any other thing takes time and it takes effort and it takes a continued and sustained effort. And that's what you're going to have to do to know your wife. I have a couple suggestions for you. The first thing I suggest is that you watch her when she goes to the store. See what she picks up, what she puts down. Oh, yeah, you're going to the store with her, right, when she goes shopping. Uh, that's part of the picture of researching. You don't like to go? Well, that's too bad. Go and research anyway. You've got a purpose for going now. Uh, 
When she picks something up and she picks it up a second time, turns it over, looks at the make underneath, comes back and eyes it a third time, you know she likes something. Follow her through mentally or literally a day's activities to see what she has to face, what her problems are in life. Talk to her and ask her questions about what she likes and doesn't like. Throw out leading questions to find out answers to things you want to know. And if you really want to get into this thing, I suggest this. I suggest that for the next two weeks, every day you do one small thing just to please your wife, something that doesn't cost any money at all. And if you do this, you'll have to find out what pleases her. Every day you'll have to think about it. Every day you'll have to research. And every day you'll have to do one little thing just to please her. You'll learn a lot about her because you'll have to think of 14 different things that you've never done before. Lord, we pray that husbands may begin to think seriously about their wives, understanding them, and living with them according to knowledge. For Christ's sake, amen.